Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. 2019 homecoming week gets Alex Jules turn to ride the tide of Eagle Pride this week as we get ready for the homecoming festivities. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. And I'm Alex Jewell. Happy to have you along this week. Alex, you're decked out in green and white today. No better reason to show your alumni pride than this week. Well, despite what a random stranger at Ford Field told me this uh, year at Mac Media Day, I do bleed green and white. Greg Steiner, love homecoming week. Everybody's back. There's festivities all week long. If you're a student or uh, a resident listening in right now, there's stuff all over campus. Make sure you get in touch with over there and really have a great week. But it's just so exciting to have homecoming week. A lot of alumni back that uh, we haven't seen in a while and just so much fun with, between the pep rally that's going to happen on Friday and, of course, the football game. But really, really lucky this year. We've got a lot of uh, other sports in action as well. And uh, it's always a, just an exciting time, Greg. If you're coming back for the homecoming game, be sure to check emich.edu slash homecoming for the complete activities list. As Alex mentioned, pep rally is Friday night. We also have the block party outside the student center. And don't forget, you can also uh, come out and be part of the luncheon on Wednesday afternoon at Big Alora in Ann Arbor. So many other festivities as well. I know ooze ball maybe one of your or or the paint and pour or any of those fine activities that uh, are there or maybe you want to come see alex dressed up in his best for the green and white gala on thursday tell you what i don't know that i'm going to make it out to the gala unfortunately we've got a lot of work to do here I do want to throw a quick shout out to the man i'm sitting next to his wife kathy steiner she's instrumental in putting on a massively successful homecoming week so if you're out and about and you see someone with a name tag that says Kathy Steiner. Stop. Tell her you listen to the Eastern Insider podcast. You're a big fan. No, she might give you a a free brownie or something. You never know. Free brownie or a cookie or anything's possible. It's also a chance for people, and she can be part of this too, is coming back for the All Sport Reunion that will be going on on Friday and Saturday as well. There'll be a tent in the end zone that people from all decades can come back and hang out, and that'll be a perfect opportunity to have food and fun right there on the field. That's a lot of Fs. Uh, and you can do your thing down there in the uh, the tailgate zone at the south end zone. Well, uh, to throw another F, I think I'll be freaking people out with my dance moves maybe. But, well, I guess that would be if I was going to the gala. But what I will say is that from my perspective, we've done so much this summer and really throughout the season to kind of build up for this 99th homecoming. And, of course, it's so special because it's the 50th year at Rainierson Stadium. We've done the all-decade teams. We've been reading every week fantastic stories from our friend and published author T.C. Cameron. And now we're going to have this all-sports reunion. It's going to be so great to see so many athletic alumni back in Ypsilanti, some of which I've heard are returning for the first time in many, many years. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on right now, Greg. So it's just I'm so excited to see people and and. Homecoming is always a special time for me. I know it is for you, too. You look back. If you want to come back, contact Dan McLean or Britta Brown in the development office, 734-487-1050 if you want to get that. Or you can just catch me in person. Maybe we can tell you my favorite memories. But the week that was saw some champions 
and some not-so-championship moments. We saw the women's golf team. They were crowned Shirley Spork Invitational Champions a week ago and had a chance to catch up with head coach Stephanie Jennings to get her thoughts on the Shirley Spork Invitational and everything else going on at Eagle Crest. You'll hear that later on in this show. And you were out there uh, as serving as the mad snappers for some photos along the course. Yeah, well, it was a just an absolutely terrible way to spend two days at the office last week, getting out, uh, taking some pictures at the Shirley Spork Invitational, of course, hosted by our own team at Eagle Crest, a course that you and I have put many dividends it's in, but uh, have not put many birdies on the scorecard at. No, they were putting plenty of birdies on the scorecard. Of course, uh, five under was the winner. Meanwhile, there was also a person at the end of the uh, leaderboard that I think still probably would have beat my golf score, and we'll we'll leave her for that. So uh, she was out there, and Ty Salone also had a great championship finish at the Firestone Invitational. He charged 24 shots up the leaderboard, uh, spots, excuse me, up the leaderboard to finish in 10th place at the Firestone Invitational. And some other championship struggles and places were on the men's and women's cross-country teams. You may not have seen it in the team finish, but Alex, you look at what the runners were able to do on a personal level was really great numbers. Yeah. You know, the men had, a, they were at the Paul short and had a really, really fantastic field. The team is there. So they did take 14th place, but they did beat a top 30 team there in Iona and nine runners set personal best eight K times, Greg, which is really fantastic. And then on the women's side of thing at the same tournament, they had 13th place finish and eight out of their nine runners set a personal best six K time there. So really all about gearing up for the Mac championships and hope hoping to chase that crown and in the conference and then qualify for the NCAAs. Women, of course, have won it the last couple of years, men trying to regain their championship form and a team that finally got to horse their banner on Thursday. That was the women's volleyball team. They were able to pick up their first Mac win of the year on Saturday, a 3-1 victory over the Ohio Bobcats in thrilling fashion here at the Convocation Center. A chance to catch them this upcoming week at home as they'll be in action on Friday against the Rockets of Toledo before taking on the Cardinals of Ball State as it's a chance to double knock off the Chirp Chirps from Muncie. Yeah, we've got a great doubleheader of football, volleyball action on Saturday. Of course, the improved Ball State taking on the football team on Saturday's homecoming game at 2 p.m. before we're going to get to see an 8 p.m. start between the Cardinals and the Eagles in volleyball action. It was a fantastic ceremony, by the way, that banner dropping to commemorate the 2018 MAC Tournament Champion Volleyball Eagles. They picked up a really nice win over Ohio last week on Saturday for their first MAC victory. I think they're on to big things. I'm just wondering when your banner is going to be hung from the rafters of the Convocation Center. No one unfurls a banner like our facilities crew, led by Adam Martin and Andrew Hensley. They can crank it out with the best of them. I'm sure they could find a banner if if so be it. I'm just not sure what you'd put on it. Uh, Andrew is... The best mower I've ever seen in my life. You guys have to get out and see the job that he's done on the soccer field and also to see our soccer team on Sunday. They're going to play Bowling Green. And, you know, they've picked up two huge Mac wins this week and led by a amazing comeback win on Sunday. They were down two goals to nothing, came charging back in the second half, scored three to complete a comeback of such fashion for the first time in their 25-year history. 
Impressive. Congratulations to them. I know they'll be ready to go on what uh, can only be said is a jam-packed week of activities around EMU. We already talked about golf a little bit. They're going on right now in West Virginia at the Pete Dye Courses. The men's golf team, well, the women's team, is down in Akron uh, at the annual fall preview. And you mentioned soccer will be back at it Thursday and then again on Sunday as they try to knock off the rivals from Northwest Ohio and respectively Toledo and Bowling Green. Uh, and then, of course, you also get some tennis action as well. Yeah, tennis is going to be on the courts at the Eastern Illinois Invite. They had a showing a couple of weeks ago that I talked to head coach Jason Wiseman about. He was, you know, encouraged by some of the wins they got on the single side of things, but is really hoping for some improvement in this tournament. The field's going to be a good one for them to take and uh, hopefully pull out some match wins. Of course, they're on the courts for the first time and. Over a year as their their program is back for us. We're so excited about that. And so it's going to be really good to see how they kind of progress this fall into the spring season. And I'm really excited to see how tennis does this week. Homecoming week concludes with the annual game at 2 o'clock. That's Saturday, 2 o'clock inside the factory at Ryan We caught up with head coach Chris Creighton to get his thoughts this week heading into the Ball State game. As Alex mentioned, a much improved team. So we'll hear his thoughts on the other side of this break as we have to step aside because, Alex, I've still got some unfinished cheesecake uh, that could only be said is the best thing to come from Saturday from mid-Michigan. Yes. Well, we're not going to talk about some of the things that were not as great on Saturday, but the uh, camaraderie in the car ride we had up to Mount Pleasant and back was good. The dinner we had was good. The cheesecake. I'll tell you what, it was very, very good. And I know my way around a dessert, but don't forget. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show coming up. Stick with us. We've got coach Creighton with Greg and of course, Stephanie Jennings, our women's golf coach. And then I'm going to sit down with Lindsay Shira, who scored three goals this weekend as a defender on the pitch for EMU soccer. So we hope you get stick that girl some cake. We're going to have to get her some cheesecake, I think. But we'll be back right after this with all that and more. Stay with us on the Eastern Insider. Eagles return home for the annual homecoming festivities this week as the Ball State Cardinals come to town for the 92nd EMU homecoming as uh, we're now joined by the head coach, Chris Creighton himself. An opportunity to get back at home and uh, change some memories of what people saw last week at Central Michigan. We won't dwell long on, on the previous week, but a MAC opener that I know uh, in a lot of different ways you'd like to have a chance to do over again, but unfortunately they don't make those uh, quite the same. What was your feelings after the, the CMU game? Uh, we're all um, very uh, disappointed, um, you know, and frustrated with how we, how we performed, you know, on Saturday. Um, uh, very, you know, yeah, it was a huge letdown. In a game that had a chance to, to come out in, in open Mac play the way you wanted to, uh, on the flip side, your opponent this week, the Ball State Cardinals were able to go on the road at NIU, the defending champion, and get a win. Uh, as you prepare this week, what have you been able to see so far out of uh, the Cardinal Ball Club that is maybe a lot different than you've been able to, to witness the last few years on tape with them? Well, I don't, I don't know that it's all that different. Um, they just they pulled this one, pulled this one off. You know, I think it's been in the making. You know, for for a couple of years, and they've had some legitimate adversity with. Uh, you know, 
serious injuries and whatnot. And I, I don't care who you are. If you, you don't have guys out there playing, then it's really hard to be successful. And they've stuck with it. And, um, you know, their games this year, even though uh, didn't go their way, um, they're playing good football. And, you know, just even listening to them, they knew that they were close and stuck with it. Um, and then they got their breakthrough, you know, which is um, it's just exciting, you know, for them and exciting to see, you know, honestly, just from the outside. I mean, um, you, you, you love it when you see guys stick with it and keep fighting and, and then get that breakthrough. So they're going to have a ton of momentum um, and belief um, and they're playing at a real high level. When you look at it and the numbers are, are pretty awesome for what Paul State was able to do against NIU, 235 yards on the ground, just 34 yards passing. Uh, in a lot of ways, does it give you, in, in game planning, have to think, okay, we got to stack the box a little bit more? Or does it make you also think, oh, we got to make sure we stay honest because their QB could still hurt us through the air as well? Oh, no, he's a great quarterback. They, they played in a downpour is what happened. Yeah, so they they rushed the ball. They only threw the ball thirteen times, so it wasn't that uh, they couldn't that they can't pass the ball. I mean, they're scoring over thirty points. He's really good. Um, to me, it just shows. Gosh, in a really bad weather game, um, and if you remember NIU's mm-hmm. defense, we haven't studied them yet, obviously. But I mean, they're uh, you know we were neck and neck with them for for best overall defense in the league last year, and um, you know they. I mean, their back had, I think, 150-plus yards. Um, it's a, It was a huge accomplishment. The Mid-American Conference so far has seen a lot of parity across the league, and that's kind of been the, the way it's been throughout the majority of your tenure. Uh, every night, you, somebody can go out on the road and either pull off a win or the home team can get a win. But you, you look at this, a league that's pretty compact. Everybody has either uh, gotten a loss on their radar – or uh, has only played one game or so, but the MAC overall, um, what when you look at it and you see teams that night in and night out can beat each other, does, is that good for league parity, or is it sometimes better because okay, we we know that we're still in this dogfight because everybody's going to beat up on everybody. Yeah, when you when you look at the MAC West, there is no weakness. There 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 isn't one. Um, you know, we can all become that. Um, you know, and we can all play at a high level and, and feel really good. So, I mean, it, there's, um, there's really good football teams, um, in the Mac overall. And I think specifically, um, in, in the West. Homecoming this week, always a week of pageantry and, and people having good feelings because they're coming back home for maybe a first time in a while. And they get to see an EMU campus that continues to, uh, reinvent itself over time. This now becomes your sixth homecoming. What has been some of the the highlight moments that you can remember over the past five of them? Um, highlight would have been 2016 when the buses pulled up um, to the stadium uh, and there was not a single parking spot available. I mean, it was, uh, it was a moment I won't forget. It's awesome. What do you think back, and especially homecoming? I mean, you'd like them to come back and enjoy this team on, on all five games. But uh, if somebody's out there and, and knowing it's an all-sport reunion for anybody who's been an alum or, or won a letter at Eastern to come out and support this team and, and really help that uh, game atmosphere, what would be uh, your message to them? 
Oh, we'd, we'd love to have you come back. Um, makes a difference. You know, it's a, it's a big deal. And I think that there's, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen the new building and just, you know, the, the game day and how things, you know, operate, <clears throat> um, be, you know, you, I think that, uh, they'd be excited and happy to, um, to experience that. Um, and we're a football team, um, that can play really, really good football. And there's a lot of football ahead of us. And, um, our guys are, you know, worthy of believing in supporting and, and cheering on. So let's be proud to be, uh, Eastern Michigan, um, and, uh, come support, uh, the team and, and be a part of it all. Chris, we appreciate your time as always. Best of luck on what we know is going to be a busy week with all the events you have going on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Eastern Michigan hosted its annual women's golf tournament, the Shirley Spork Invitational, last week, and Eagles came away victorious, winning as they knock off Oakland University by four strokes to come away with the team crown, joined by head coach Stephanie Jennings. And what a way to cap a fun-filled few days in Ypsilanti, a victory, the first of your coaching career. It's, it was tremendous, and what we endured really in the practice round of the wet weather, and it soaked the course really, really good. So the course wasn't getting a whole lot of roll. Everything was playing really tough. The wind picked up today and for our team to just stick it out the way they did and kept just kept going. You know, they didn't, they didn't let down. We had some bad holes out there, but they just came right back and made some birdies, you know, made some pars just to stay steady. And I I couldn't be prouder of them. It's the first victory of your coaching career, but not the first victory you've been a part of as an Eastern Michigan Eagle. You won two as a student athlete and now become the first coach to both be a student athlete and a player to do it. What feels differently as a coach than when you did it twice as a player? I think as a, a player, you're, you're just concerned more with yourself, right? You're concerned with how you're playing. Yes, you're you're being a part of your team and you want your team to win, but you're not taking on all the emotions and feelings and that of the other players that are on your team. Whereas a coach, you're visiting with each player two, three times throughout a round and one player could be elated and, and having this great you know, round out there like Prao was and another player could be struggling like Olivia was. And so you as the coach, you're kind of feeling that player out and you're trying to find a way, okay, how can I get that player back to where she needs to be? And so the 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 difference, you know, between the player and the coach is, is you're taking on so much other emotion and I, I would say stress, but it's good stress to, you know, be there for your players and, and help them get through those hard times. Some numbers inside the victory. It was the 12th lowest program total over 54 holes in EMU history and the lowest since 2017. As Julia Stevenson posted the seventh lowest 50 holes for hole score in program history and the lowest since Kelsey Murphy did so in 2016. When you hear some of those numbers and think of where this team was a year ago when you took over, you didn't have a whole lot of time when you you took over. And to think where it is now, uh, just 24 really short months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, when you 12 become months later, 12 months say. later, yeah, you become you become a coach 
And when you're, you're coming into a team, you don't you don't really know the players. I mean, I felt like last year I spent almost the whole year just getting to know who my players were. And obviously we lose two seniors and this year we have three seniors. And the, the vibe has become a little different this year. Everybody is, you know, a lot of them hang out with each other outside of, of our golf and they just really love the game and they want to practice. And, you know, we, we're only allotted our 20 hours a week, but they're doing, they're coming out outside of that. And, and I think they know that that's what it takes. And we, you know, as golfers, as you, you know, want to improve and you want to hit your goals and make those scores, it does take more than 20 hours a week. Um, so I think they, they have just really pushed forward and, and made themselves better people and just, no, me as a coach, knowing how they tick and how they're going to play out there in the course, I think that's just what that year of time for me has has accomplished. When I talked to Julia earlier today, she talked about how just the mental aspect, preparing, thinking, going through holes before you take a tournament she is one of the things she said has been the biggest difference this year versus any of her other years. What have you seen out of her growth and development when she came here? She was playing as the fifth player and, and sometimes missing tournaments, but now she's kind of turned into your number one the last few weeks. She, she is She's a fighter. I mean, the, the great thing is she comes from a background of being an athlete, you know, softball player, basketball player, and she just will work, work, work until she gets what she wants out of this game. Um, I, I honestly can see her going beyond college. I can see her going through LPGAQ school, trying to, you know, play professionally just because she has that drive. And just in the short time that she's been with golf, you know, some of these girls have been with golf since they were eight years old. I think she started when she was like, 13, 14, you know, so a lot of them have a leg up on her, but she's not letting that worry her. And and that's been the big focus with her between, I would say between the beginning of this past summer, she's really focused on the mental part and just having that, that preparation before a tournament, really challenging herself at practice. You know, she was doing the, what we call the circle of confidence. So it's like three footers, but you got to keep going around in a circle. And we try to make, I tell them 15 in a row, you know, because if you're on the course and you're in a tournament and you know that three footer is in that really relaxes your mind a little bit. So those are things that she's been working on in practice and really focusing. And that's why her putting's just been out of this world. She made like a 50 footer out there today on number five. So it was, it was awesome. You also have two other seniors that mean a lot to this team. As you look at in Caitlin Lawson, also a career best today finished for her and a senior who transferred in and has been with you now for the, the, your her second year with you, what has she also developed and improved on best? I would say the main thing with Caitlin is she's come out of her shell, I feel. Um, I know she's a, a phenomenal golfer. I mean, she has a history of, of great golf rounds. Um, I just feel maybe, you know, last year there may have been some holding back a little bit and, and just, I think, maybe becoming more comfortable with me as a coach. And she's just really had some more drive in her this year and just really working on her game and focusing on, you know, the actual yardages and just solid contact. So, I mean, she's become a lot more consistent and that, that's been great to see out of her. And then last but not least, the other senior, Maria Connolly, she today uh, finishes strong with a 76, a 228 for the tournament in 18th place. And it's hard to imagine this was a kid who was homeschooled, 
but went in high school golf, competed on that team, finds a way to get a college scholarship, and now continues to excel in her senior campaign as well. Yeah, she she's one of our captains, and she shows it out there on the golf course. She is she is my steady Eddie or steady Edith, I'll call her. She, you don't know watching her on the golf course, whether she's playing really great or not playing great at all. I mean, it, and sometimes I think in golf, it, it's hard to do that. You know, you, you kind of have to stay just steady and not let your emotions get the best of you. And she's really worked on that. She's worked on her short game a ton. I mean, she, she, I don't know how many greens she hit or missed, but Every time I saw her out there, she missed a green, she got up and down. I mean, it was just automatic for her. And so it shows what she's been working on and how that's, you know, getting her where she needs to be. I know she wants to shoot a little bit lower scores than what she's shooting, but it'll it'll happen because she's working at it. Here with Stephanie Jennings as we wrap up the Eagles victory over the uh, at the Shirley Spork Invitational. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Shirley, who this is the third year of it, uh, 92 years old, going into the PGA of America Hall of Fame later this fall. And she was here in, in year one, didn't make year two or three, but she was back at your golf outing over the summer. And, and really, when you look at women's golf and where it came and has been, Shirley is at the front and center of that. And to honor her by having a tournament like this is very special as well, I know, to you. It's amazing. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny how when I played golf here, I really didn't know much about Shirley. I, I'd heard the name and all that. And I'm so thankful that I've learned who she is, what she's contributed to the game over time, and just that she's being recognized so much for what she's doing. And, you know, God willing, we're going to try and see her when we go out for spring break. So hopefully that will uh, happen. And I know she's, she's super proud of, of our team. So, um, yeah, Shirley's just she's a legend and she'll always be a legend to us. As you look at this, and I know we're still quickly after the tournament, but you look in three years how this thing has grown. What's kind of the, the sky the limit for this tournament? I mean, you've been able to continue to poll top quality teams, and I know you're already thinking about next year already. Oh, yeah. We, um, you know, seeing from last year to this year, you know, from 10 teams to 12 teams, and just, you know, looking at the caliber of teams that we can start to then you know, recruit in here. I mean, we had a great caliber this year. We had, you know, Wisconsin Green Bay, who, you know, was a new team to our, our tournament, uh, Northern Kentucky. So, and, and obviously Oakland's played in it, you know, every year and we just keep getting those tough teams and, and that's really what's going to elevate every, every year. So hopefully we'll, we'll see it grow. And uh, I don't know how many more teams we could really have, but it's, it's nice to have this because there's many other tournaments out there and we're grateful that they, decide to come to ours. And one of the driving factors, certainly the folks here at Eagle Crest, you, we could not do that without them and Wes and the support that they've been able to provide, but a golf course that not too many people have this luxury of. Well, we, we're the luckiest. I mean, we there's not many other Mac schools who, who can say they have their own golf course. And we are just so grateful of what you know, Mr. Wilbanks did and start to create this this facility and having such a great PGA professional staff on hand and they know how to handle things. They know how to run events and working with them is just an ease and they understand my chaotic mind when it comes to <laughs> tournaments like this. So um but I, yeah, it it can't be and the and the staff they have, I mean, they're always rooting us on. They're always talking to the players. We we can't ask for a better crew of uh support here at Eagle Crest. Steph, appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win and best of luck this rest of the fall. Thank you. Go Eagles. 
More after this as we continue on the Eastern Insider Podcast. We're so lucky to be joined now by the star of the EMU women's soccer team this weekend, Lindsay Shira. She scored three goals over two games, helped the Eagles win two MAC games this week against Northern Illinois and Western Michigan, including having two goals yesterday in the second half of the game, including the game winner against Western Michigan. An awesome comeback. You guys were down 2 nothing. You guys came back from down 2 nothing to win a game for the first time in EMU soccer history. What does that feel like? I mean, we were just so excited to play this whole weekend. So for us to have two MAC wins is huge. And yesterday at half, we were, we knew we had to come back and win. When you think about your specific play on the field, obviously something broke through for you this weekend, three goals. What was the key uh, to putting the ball in the net? I mean, I just didn't even really think much. Like when I was shooting, I was just like, I got to just shoot it and hope for the best and the, I mean obviously it happened thank goodness so there's been a lot of talk since really last spring you guys had a great spring but then a start to the season that wasn't necessarily what you maybe wanted um, but you did have a really tough non-conference uh, road schedule but now two straight MAC wins is this team hitting its stride I mean yeah with the spring we knew that we were going to be good this year and we did hit a rough patch with non-conference play and we played hard teams and we played our hearts out either way but I mean having two wins right now this weekend we're just ecstatic and we want to keep keep it going. What's the key to being able to keep it going? You're going to be facing some really, really solid MAC teams coming up. But, you know, it seems like this year there's been a lot of games where either the defense has really performed well or the offense has really performed well. But this weekend, it really seemed like the, the team gelled. Is that happening just because of maybe more games under your belt? And what is the key to make sure that that happens throughout the rest of the season? I mean, now with having these two wins just this weekend, I think we just can keep the energy going because we're just at this high and we don't want to go any lower. So that will be our key to this weekend and just remembering how hard we fought this weekend and how good it felt to get both these wins. Is this the most talented team that you've been a part of at Eastern? I would say we've always had great talent, but this year, yeah, I think we could do something special with everyone that we have on the team. Is the goal MAC championship? Absolutely. All right. Well, we're pleased to be joined here on the Eastern Insider Podcast by Lindsay Shira. As I told you before, helped the Eagles get two huge MAC wins this weekend. Scored three goals over the course of two games. We're so excited that uh, you were able to join us today, and we wish you all the luck going forward. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.